Hey, everybody. Welcome to Social Beauty Makers, the podcast, where every Sunday and Wednesday, we're bringing you fast-paced, powerful episodes meant to inform, educate, and inspire around a variety of topics, including trends in all things tech for the professional salon industry. I'm Gordon Miller, your podcast host. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. So today, I'm going to do a part three of my series of episodes that I hope serve as a primer of sorts on artificial intelligence for the professional salon industry. If you've not heard part one, an intro to AI or part two, uh, kind of a take on AI in our larger world and what it might mean for the professional industry, you can go back to those episodes on any podcast platform or the two prior to this one, or go over to socialbeautymakers.com and, and check it out there. So today's focus is artificial intelligence at work. I'm going to start with myself just as a, I don't know, an example if you've listened to me before, you know I'm pretty obsessed with artificial intelligence. Um, all the thought leaders out there are saying it is probably the most important technological innovation, perhaps in history. Um, of course, it wouldn't be without the internet and without the phone and you know smartphones specifically and other things that have happened. But still, when when you just kind of make the list of of where the big shifts have happened or will happen, the thought is that AI perhaps will be the biggest one. And I use it every single day in my work and, and I enjoy it. You know, um, I really, really enjoy it. If you've heard me talk about it, first and foremost, I think of it as my research assistant. And, you know, um, again, use it every day. I have learned by watching many different YouTube videos and, and listening uh, to podcasts and and reading about it, but but I've learned some little tricks, if you will. I think to kind of make it a more effective assistant. And top of the list is I I think of it as like a real intern, a real assistant, and talk to it that way. After I introduce a topic to my research assistant, I'll ask it as I'm getting ready to kind of explain the project that I'm working on um, if it has any questions for me, and it always does. And so I answer those questions to give it added context. And I can tell you, having done it both ways, the results come back way, way better. Now, just like an assistant, um, I would check that work. I might refine that work. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not just kind of one and done. You know, it's a, it is an assistant and it's something there to help me. I often use it as a writing assistant. Editing documents, uh, sometimes they're too long. I, I have AI shorten them up. I'll have it uh, perhaps write a summary of what I've been working on. And again, most often I ask it to edit a document uh, for grammar and spelling, and it just does such a great job at that. You can also tell it how you want to edit from a tone of voice. You can say, you know, you want it to be at a certain reading level. You can find a really popular author and say, write in the style of that person. I, I'm a fan of Tim Ferriss, who I think has a very friendly tone to his writing. So sometimes I'll say, hey, write it in Tim Ferriss style. So I think, you know, that's uh, an interesting uh, idea that I've picked up in many of the videos I've watched, and I, I really find it to be helpful. Um, I also use it as an ideation partner. Um, someone, something, <laughs> it has really become a someone to me. Um, using that tool to bounce off of for ideas um, or to ask it to give me some ideas that I can then take a look at and see if I'm inspired um, with that information to adjust my own ideas. I can use it as an art assistant. Um, I did a PowerPoint on artificial intelligence for a brand just uh, over the last few days I created. I did the presentation today. And there was a slide um, that I wanted to kind of 
have something that was a symbol of AI, kind of my own version of that. So I went to Dolly, which is a image generator, and I asked it to give me a little robot um, with glasses. And um, I asked it to do it watercolor style in terms of painting. And in 30 seconds, I had this really great little image that I used throughout my PowerPoint and, um, and had a couple of people comment on it. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. So it can be like an art assistant or a designer. Um, and again, it, it, the trick with all of this is to make sure you give it enough information to get the job done, just as you would a real person. And so that's what I do with it every day. And I'm continuing to add to that list. The bigger world, you know, it is becoming part of work for so many people. This brand I was at today, many of the people in the audience are already using it in the same way, a research assistant, an ideation partner. Um, I, I was really encouraged by the positive reaction and, and uh, how comfortable and familiar so many people were. And that's not to say that people didn't bring up the negative, the concerns. They did. We had a, a good conversation about what could go wrong in the larger world. Um, but, you know, the major focus was, well, how are we going to use it in business? Because it is being used. And if your competitors are using it, then you are perhaps at a disadvantage. So, again, not ignoring those bigger things. If we have issues, write our Congress people, write regulator, regulators, write to the platforms themselves, encourage them to self-regulate. All things we can do and things that we've done in the past when innovation has happened, because it's always happened um, since the beginning of time. And there's always concerns, good and bad in everything. Big picture, everyday work, the healthcare industry is deep into the weeds of AI. Think of industries that, um, that have pain points, because that is one of the, uh, the best ways to consider if this is a tool that might be helpful to you. What are some of the pain points? Well, in healthcare, and I'll add in education, there is a huge shortage of workers. We don't have enough nurses. We don't have enough doctors. We don't have enough teachers. And yet, that has no impact on how many people come to the hospital who need help. That has no impact on how many students go to school every day. But we have these shortages and we struggle. And these are long-term shortages. These are not you know, simple um, things and they're not something just happens. They're, they're with us. And so, looking at technology, you know, uh, these are pain points. What, what can we do? One of the things that's interesting about AI that's being considered by people way smarter than me is looking to use AI, um, in particular robotics um, in, in healthcare, um, that can do things behind the scenes, who can go and get drugs, who can um, go and uh, help deliver paperwork, um, who can do all kinds of things in record keeping that nurses had to do, frees up the nurses we do have to spend more time with their patients. In the classroom, um, there's a whole lot of robotics, little small robots that are able to engage with children. Um, I, I was looking at one that was very interesting um, that is used with children with special needs as a way to engage with them because, again, the teacher can't be with everybody at the same time given the teacher shortage we are having. So that's fascinating. Manufacturing, of course, we've had autonomous robots and AI-powered assembly lines for some time, but the AI is becoming much more sophisticated. So we're going to see an expansion there. There's no doubt about it. And then when you think about um, customer service, we've all dealt with chatbots online. I think they're getting better and better and better. So you know that's interesting. Again, um, a lot more efficiencies. Always somebody 24/7 who can talk to you. Um, they are great with language. So you know, interesting. Retail. Anybody been into a, a big retail store recently? There's a shortage of people. 
Um, sometimes I think it's by design. I mean, these large companies have decided to have less people working for them and looking for other alternatives. I go to my grocery store. There's like 12 checkout lines and there's kind of two, two registers open all the time. And I never see more than that anymore. And a whole lot of self-checkout uh, machines that have been added, like a whole lot. And so there's AI in some of those things. So again, in everyday work across industries, AI is happening. And so that should be a sign to us. One of the more interesting ideas is that as this becomes more and more common in our normal lives, that we start to have kind of expectations based on experience of the businesses we frequent. And so um, we may be looking at how we make appointments even differently a couple of years from now as people get used to more and more um, kind of AI infused apps, perhaps, you know, perhaps booking apps will be very different in the future. I don't know. But if they were different and they were impacting other industries and when I book appointment with the doctor or the dentist or or whoever, um, and then I book with my salon, if that experience is kind of substandard to what I've become used to in other parts, then again, there can be a challenge. I mentioned using uh, AI for um, ideating, for coming up with ideas. And that is, to me, one of the more interesting things that especially creative people like you listeners can use to your advantage. For this um, talk that I just did uh, for a big brand, um, one of the examples I used on uh, ideation was this generative art, uh, meaning that the art that can be created through Dolly or through Midjourney that you can put words into uh, the generator similar to ChatGPT, and tell it what you're looking for, and then it will create art for you, depending on how clear you were um, about what you're asking for, and also the capabilities of the platform, you're going to get some results. I know so many hairdressers who are doing creative work outside of the salon everyday work, meaning they're considering competing for Naha or, or other competitions, highly artistic work um, in, in, in every category in the industry, nails, makeup, hair. And they're always working really hard to come up with ideas as to what that look that they're going to prepare for and they're going to compete with, um, in, 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 again, in, in all the various competitions throughout the industry. These platforms are great for this, uh, great for this. I recommend them highly. You can go in and, and give it a sense of what you're looking for. You can say something like that, you know, I'm looking to do a, 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 um, a hairstyle that has a certain type of cut. You can define what that is. You know, uh, a one length bob would be an example or a graduated bob um, with, and you could add things to that with tendrils, with whatever you can think of. I'm not the technical person. I apologize for that. You can say well, you want to use bold colors and tell it specifically what you're looking for. You can talk to it very specifically about placement of that color or what your thoughts are. Um, you can say that it is a fantasy-like competition and you want to base it on nature or architecture or something very specific um, that is out in the world that you're the space shuttle. <laughs> I'm making stuff up now. But you can give it this direction and then see what comes back. And it will come back with multiple images. You can, if you're not happy with them or it doesn't inspire you, and, and these aren't meant to be you know, this is like a mood board. This isn't meant to be, oh, the, the, the final look. It isn't replacing your creativity. It's giving you ideas like a colleague would give you ideas, like a friend would give you ideas, you know, taking your core idea, what you put in there, coming back to you with an image that you can take and do something with. You can trash it. You can refine it, ask the question in a different way. 
But again, uh, an assistant, you know, with some creativity. And I, I, I'm really fascinated by that idea for our industry. And, and, you know, we use creativity in marketing. We use creativity in what our salons look like, you know, and you can plug into ChatGPT with all these sorts of questions. Um, education, you know, is a, is a really big thing for the industry. And, you know, this is a, a tutor of sorts. And again, I'm blown away by some of the results. So just a few minutes ago, I put some things in the chat GBT. I'm going to share a little bit of what it came back with. I'm fascinated. It's very specific to our industry. So I made this up. I said to, to chat GBT, I said, hey, assume that I'm the owner of a hair salon. Um, and I'm specific. You know, I wanted to know that it's about hair. We may not speak that way all the time, but ChatGPT doesn't know us that well. So I'm going to be specific. I said, I also, as the owner of the salon, do hair um, in a salon for clients. I have a team of four other hairdressers who all do hair as well on clients full time. And I said, we need to create a marketing plan using mostly social media to let prospective clients in our area know that we're here and we are a great option for them to consider. I said, ideally, we need a draft plan with bulleted key points. And then, this is a big one. It makes a huge difference in output and the results you're going to get. I said, please ask me any questions you might have that will help you respond with the outline of a plan. I'm going to share a little bit of that with you. So here's what ChatGPT said back to me. That sounds like an excellent idea, Gordon. I let it know my name. <laughs> I did that this morning and it will remember my name all day. Um, marketing your hair salon effectively can bring in many new clients and grow your business. Before we get started on creating a draft plan, I would need some additional information to tailor it to your specific needs and circumstances. Now, know this, had I not asked that question, it would not respond in that manner because it doesn't feel like it has permission. So asking is really important and will give you better results. So here's some of the questions it asks. What is the primary demographics of your existing clientele and who would you ideally like to target? I love that. So are you changing the demographic? Do you want more of the people you have? Do you want something different? Is it generational? Is it Anything and everything about it. Do you want more male clients? Do you want more textured hair? You name it, you can answer and it will, that will help to craft a better marketing uh, proposal outline for you. Then it says, number two, do you specialize in any specific services, styles, or products? This thing's a genius. <laughs> number three, do you have an existing online presence? If so, which social media platforms are you currently using and how active are you on those platforms? Number four, what is your salon's unique selling proposition? In other words, what sets you apart from other hair salons in your area? Unique selling proposition or USP. What a great question. And if you don't know that, it's something for you to work on. Number five, do you currently have a budget allocated for social media advertising? Number six, do you or any of your staff have experience with creating content like photos or videos for social media? Number seven, are there any specific geographical areas you'd like to target? Great question. Number eight, are you planning any special events, sales, or promotions that we should include in the marketing plan? And then he says, with the answers to these questions, I can provide a more detailed and personalized marketing plan. I love that. Those are the questions. And that's what I really wanted to focus on here is how to speak to it to get the best possible answers. It came back with stuff, but uh, um, um, save that for another day. So I asked it another question. And I said, another question that is related. Colon. We sell retail products to clients who think who we think will benefit from these products, i.e. shampoo, conditioner, and styling products. Our best method for selling is by recommending products after we complete the service for the client. But we aren't as successful as 
we would like to be, and would love some suggestions on how to improve. Do you have any ideas? I'll go through this quickly. Absolutely. So uh, ChatGPT says, selling retail products can be lucrative, can be a lucrative way to increase the average transaction value in your salon. Here are some strategies you can implement to improve sales. Now, each of these has a very detailed, probably three sentences or so following each of what I'm about to say. I'm not going to read those to you. But number one, and, and these are somewhat common sense, but we need to be reminded of these things on a regular basis. It's great to hear not all of us get out to events these days. So important stuff. So it says, number one, product education. Ensure that everybody's knowledgeable about the products and they should be able to explain the benefits, how to use the products, which products work well together and on and on. Number two, demonstrate. Use these products during your services and explain to clients what you're doing. And then it says some more. Number three, personalized recommendations. Avoid making generic product recommendations. Instead, tailor your advice to the individual's hair type, style, and needs and let them know. And then it goes on and on. Number four, samples and miniatures. Consider offering samples um, or mini versions of product. This allows clients to test the product before committing to a full-size version. Number five, product placement. Position your retail products in high visible, highly visible areas, such as the desk. You may want to consider displaying products in the salon's waiting area with signs indicating benefits. Number six, promotions. Number seven, loyalty programs. Number eight, social media promotions. So show off your products on your social media platforms, perhaps with before and afters and or short videos on how to use them specific to the products and speak to how the products have helped make these looks even better. Number nine, and the last one, email marketing. If you collect email addresses, send out a monthly newsletter highlighting a product and offering a limited time discount to those who receive the newsletter. Remember, the most important part of selling retail is to add value for your clients. If they believe the products will help them maintain or enhance their hairstyle, they will be more likely to purchase. Again, you know, it may not be rocket science what I just read to you all. It may sound very familiar, but again, reminding ourselves and also going back to the question, you know, why that answer? I said that we were struggling getting retail sales to be where we want them to be. And these are foundational. And if your sales aren't happening, perhaps some of these you're not doubling down on enough. You know, maybe you're missing a little something. So, you know, I, I think it's, you know, just fascinating. What's the future of AI? You know, really simply, as AI becomes more everywhere, people are using it at home, you know, they're, 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 Devices are more smart than they were before at home. Um, cars are smarter. Um, people are going to shop and they're coming in touch with AI, even if they don't know it's AI. The more it's used, the more it's going to transform the way we live, the way we work, and the way we interact with everybody around us. If we think again about creating efficiencies for our business, and this can be you know, an important tool for us, then we should consider actually using it and how can it be used. Now, nowhere in the early stages too. So everybody doesn't need to jump on this. Only 18% of Americans are actually using it in their work, um, even though um, it was one of the fastest growing platforms of all time. But again, uh, people were fear fearful of it. A lot of people don't have a need for it in their everyday lives as it is. And if you're really watching this closely, you're seeing all these spin-off products that are happening throughout the world in, in almost every field. And so those are going to have an impact on people. Think about your pain points as, as we talked in hospitals and, and teachers. What are your pain points? And can AI in any way help you? I mean, I, I think that is really, really important. Just consider the opportunities. My best advice to anybody who's maybe not comfortable with it yet, doesn't know what to do with it, is number one, it's free um, for chat uh, GPT 3.5. 
I've upgraded to Force, 20 bucks a month and worth every penny. Um, if I was wanting to watch my, my finances more carefully, I would drop one of my streaming services so that I could have ChatGPT4 because it is even way, it's way more powerful than 3.5. So, you know, get in there and play with it. So um, I'm going to wrap up. Um, that's the end of part three on my AI series. I'm sure we're going to be talking about it again because it's moving and changing so fast. Um, but I'm out of time, so I'm over my 15 minutes. Apologies for that. But um, again, yeah, again, go out, get out there and play. Um, and if you like what you heard, I encourage you to visit me over at socialbeautymakers.com. Sign up for my free e-newsletter. It comes out every week. More content, early access to the podcast. I'm going to keep doing it just like I'm going to keep doing this podcast. Early July, July 9th to be specific. I have a new podcast coming out on Sundays. This podcast will be coming out every single Wednesday. So much passion around it. I'm definitely going to keep it going. And um, yeah, if you like the podcast, I'd appreciate a rating, review, subscribe, or best yet, share. And thank you to all, everybody who's left me a review. The reviews are fabulous. Uh, I want to send them to my mother. You know, they're that good. So uh, anyway, thank you for listening um, once again. Um, I appreciate it so, so very much. And once again, I'm Gordon Miller, and I can't wait to share more with you next time. Mm -hmm.